This rabbit hole matrix was recorded on January 15th, 2021. Okay, so last week we were with Larry Lyons talking about the LA music industry predatory production scene. This week we are here with Sister Mary Hot Takes, aka Blake, my brother, to talk about Nickelodeon, Hollywood, uh, some other key players in the predatory production industrial complex. Uh, and we uh, dart around a bit. Uh, we do what Blake likes to call bird walking. Uh, I, I would I would say that we behave a bit like rabbits or uh, people, human beings, trying to navigate in a series of tight, bizarre tunnel systems of dark, devious, fucked up data. We're in here talking about sexual predators who made kids television and used their power of expression to program children, including myself and Blake, with their fetish content. Uh, this is new news to me. And uh, Blake actually brought it to me a while ago, a little over a year ago, brought it to my attention the first time, and we finally managed to record in January. Some things to note, if this kind of content is gonna mess with you too much, you might wanna not with this episode, but it, it, it's kind of important. Uh, so if you don't know about it, we might be your best opportunity to get the content without like an overload. It is a bit of a long conversation, but we broke it into parts for you. Uh, and some things to know, um, I'm tricky. Uh, my memory condition is tricky. Uh, my tricky memory, for example, I, I totally know what Coast to Coast AM is. For some reason in the middle of this conversation, I completely didn't. So I acted like I didn't and genuinely didn't. Uh, so he explains what they are, which is great because, um, you know, some people won't all the time. And I really didn't know right then. B Blake is uh, tricky as shit also. And we talk about a lot of weird shit regularly. So we use some terms of endearment that don't necessarily mean what you might think that they mean when we're referring to sometimes CD characters. Uh, you're going to hear me, your good old host, Shift Orion, bristling and grumbling an awful lot in this episode. Uh, I'm not happy. Uh, I'm not happy for, for long stretches of time throughout this episode. Uh, so um, without further ado, allow me to donkey kick you down into this rabbit hole of despair. You're welcome. Yeah, my notes are not very impressive. I did find them. <laughs> I mean, they aren't unimpressive. I get you. It makes sense because you were doing like an outline-y type thing and I was doing the like, this is what I'm rambling about. I've got rando relief. That's what I've got. I've got like, you know, yes. I feel like I'll glance yeah. at my notepad if I'm like, oh shit, I'm breaking a sweat. Like, and I might, I might just directly and intentionally steer us off topic just for a moment. Just for a moment. Well, what's actually like part of these notes include, uh, like from our my old notes totally include like so you wanted to veer off topic 
I mean, yeah, like, like for instance, Kristen Glover. What is it? That's what I have written. God knows what that thought was, but I mean, really, need there be anything else? I'll tell you, I've got two notes that I can't imagine. Uh, I well, actually no, okay, I just figured out one of them. I just solved. It's a riddle that I wrote to myself in the past <laughs> to keep myself excited about living my life. And what am I going to do to surprise myself next? So that's why I write notes at all. Actually, I don't write them to organize a single thing. Uh, that's a lie. I'm, I'm doing all right. But, um, okay, so we're about to dive in. Okay. 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 All right. So. So why, why are we gathered here today, Sister Mary Hot Takes? Well, for an onion, um, there's layers. <laughs> this is just the slicing in, getting started, and we will work our way backwards and forwards depending on where in the onion we need to go. But to me, this is kind of a good starting place for, um, uh, so you found out that your childhood was created by pedophiles and... So this is the thing. This is the thing. You're making bold claims here. I am. We make bold claims on this show. I'm not, you know, that's not a lot. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, what is it that isn't made by pedophiles that we love? Because. Well, they're in every market. It seems like it. It's like every time I turn around, there's another fucking pedophile. And now the thing is, is these are particular pedophiles. These are like. Say like Dan Schneider. Right. So like when you say the name Dan Schneider, I'm just like, did I go to like, you know, kindergarten with the guy? He basically was Nickelodeon when it comes to live action Nickelodeon. Basically everything from all that to Keenan and Kel, The Amanda Show, Drake and Josh, Zoe 101, iCarly, Victoria, Sam and Cat. Uh, Henry Danger, Game Shakers, and the Adventures of Kid Danger. Not going to lie, where my knowledge falls off on things that exist is between iCarly and Victorious. That's where I no longer had a sibling that I was with watching. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I had grown up kind of at least knowing the other things existed. iCarly was more my sister Carly's generation. Sure. I'll admit I do know a, a number of those shows, um, but I my knowledge ends before that. I knew of iCarly, but did not see any iCarly. I don't know what it is. Uh, Ironically, what I mainly know about iCarly, and this should show you a lot about where we're going, what I knew about iCarly was that my very, very of his times old hippie other father who um, a lot of his stories now read like, so basically you're somebody's me too. You know what I mean? Mm. He has a lot. He had a lot. He passed away. He was in the drug and rock and roll business in the seventies. And so a lot of the stories that I look back on that he told me, I'm like with the lens. And so, like I said, Dan Schneider is a place for starting. Um, now, when you went through that list, did you say Keenan and Kel? I did say Keenan and Kel. You did say Keenan and Kel. You did, you did, you did. 
Kenan Thompson is actually all over um, shows that people point to as, um, uh, how do I put this? The same people that say Anderson Cooper works for the CIA point to the fact that Kenan Thompson is one of those faces that pops up in entertainment. To me, that's also what you call a persistent working actor. Uh, where in entertainment? Wait, since you went, since you went skeptic, I went <laughs> rabbit hole. I'm sorry, I know it. See, haha, I still have tricks up my sleeve. Apparently, I do too. Oh my god. Um, I, I felt I tricked myself on that one. It came out of my mouth, and then I was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Well, it's because again, this is one of those things where conspiracy theories for the last say about five or six years have been well I always back when I first started listening to Coast to Coast AM in 2001 I was always interested in the conspiracy episodes so I just naturally started to I wanted to like know this knowledge that was supposedly being kept for me you know what I mean no um <laughs> What's what show? What is this? Oh Lord. Um, okay. So Coast to Coast AM was a show that I, I believe it still comes on actually. AM channels and some FM channels around the nation. It would start at one o'clock Eastern time. And uh originally before George Norrie took over, it was hosted by this guy Art Bell, who is very problematic, but also, he was the only guy really out there at the time doing this. So you kind of, again, it's where I started learning my, so you want to learn some shit, you have to sift through some shit. Um, That's abyss gazing is fucking dirty. Yeah. It's filthy, filthy work. It is. Um, yeah. It takes a lot of, that's where that discernment thing kicks in, where, yeah, and it's not an easy um always line to find on some stuff. It's very easy. It's like, Oh, that's like clearly like Nazi white supremacy shit. Duh. Oh, that's like clearly like genocide, like eugenicist shit. Uh, duh. Well, that line's not so clear for everybody. People have different virtues and morals and different alarms for those kinds of things. Different, like, yeah, you know, it's the like they may be like normalized to certain rhetoric or things that we would see as, you know, a clear, that's a, this is an identifier of, you know, what we would call a hate group, but they don't even have those re rhetorical concepts installed in their structuring. So when this data, it, it's almost like, it's like abyss gazing is dirty work. And then if people don't have the aptitude or training to do like if you had people doing plumbing or like sewer work that didn't have capacity to really manage being around that kind of toxic substance you know yeah. what i mean same yeah, deal like you get yeah, sick and you can bring that kind of sickness around if it's like a bacteria or a something that grows and grows and use some shit well, on your you clothes and whatever take, well, much well hey look at people who do work with shit you have to wear the protective gear to properly spiritual armor yes yeah exactly your, your spiritual uh shit your your muck muck boots what do you call them that's gonna do that's what you're I doing have given them a workout let me tell you yeah. Um, 
I've had to get a few new pairs. Your boots were made for walking, and that's just what you Honey, do. So take us on, take us on a journey. Take us um, on a journey. So, Coast to Coast AM was where I fell into all of this, which really does track. That really is. I can literally draw the line from Coast to Coast AM to what I'm talking about right now. They didn't probably know they were drawing that line. They tended to go more, they loved the alien type stuff and all that. They were very, uh, they were friends of uh, Uncle Bill. Uh, oh, that's going okay. We'll get well, into Uncle Bill another time. Don't even, don't even, yeah, just we're not even going to say who we're talking about. That's <laughs> we're just going to keep uh, on slide, we're going to slide right along. We'll get back into that later. Uh, yes. Um, I'm now really having to fight not to make an Uncle Chuck joke. Um, so leave him um, out of it. You leave Charles Manson the fuck out of the situation. You know me. You know me. When have yes, I no, ever left Charles Manson out of any situation? Yes. Well, <laughs> no, you're gonna. You're gonna because we're gonna focus on other types of s- s- charged, uh, controversial figures today. I know. That, I'm sorry. Yeah, these ones. They, see, but these ones are people that should everyone should get excited about and they don't know about as opposed to Charles Manson who everybody is extra excited about and I still don't understand why I still understand why when they're not as excited about text but we're not talking about Uncle Chuck today we're talking about take us on a journey in your muck boots does everybody have their muck boots on we've got a trolley everybody get in the trolley and all right we're going through the muck okay so come along and ride on a would not describe it as a fantastic voyage. Um, <laughs> it's you know, repugnant comes to mind. Repugnant voyage that actually rhymes. Yeah. That works. Come along and ride on a repugnant voyage. voyage. Yeah. Okay, um, we got something. That's a jingle. Right. We're gonna make it, and then when we revisit this shit, I'm gonna play it. Um, Go on. I'm totally wow. ADDing off into the Gap Band now. Who is not? No, come ready back, come back. Ball. We have no. You got to stop chasing squirrels. Butterflies. We got to go. Let's go. Dan fucking Schneider. March. Um, <laughs> this, and I know that you're not like. I know somebody out there is like, but wait, coast to coast. Don't worry, I'll wrap back. You know, I. Will. I mean, Google it. Like I have to. Some things are. Yeah. He's not. He's not going to thoroughly explain it. We're going to Google it. Coast to coast. Damn. Okay, good. Because that's All a right. whole. That's a side note. That by side note, I mean topic. So Dan Schneider won the first Nickelodeon's Kid Choice Award. He was kind of instrumental in taking Nick to that, like, it was already, like, the kids' channel, but then it became, like, the powerhouse kids' channel. His stuff was known for being uh, subversive, is a word that I would use. His stuff always had like the sexual element, especially as you get into iCarly. Um, how I knew of iCarly was this man that I knew who used to watch as a lecherous, dirty man. And I would sit there like, that's not, that's my sister's, like, that's not good. Mm. Um, so mm. that I have to, but no, I have to bristle on behalf of everyone. That's now nah. I get you. I get you. He was a product of that 1970s. You can sexually harass people, and that's called flirting culture. But basically, um, that was the first time that I saw 
that show or any of those shows through like it had never dawned on me because I was like 20 I was like very green 18 or 19 at this point not even 20 um and it just kind of hit me that I guess the male gaze is a way to put it, but it's like that lecherous, lecherous male gaze. It's not even like the male gaze. It's like the, that's a fucking 14 year old you're ogling. Like there's no way you're going to be able to slime your way out of this Jimmy page. The um, ultra male gaze, the mad male gaze. Yeah. Like mad men. Like yeah, that era, exactly. Mad male gaze. Exactly. There you go. The product right. of that generation, of that marketing campaign. The same way I look at my, I can honestly look at my little sister knowing that she grew up watching Drake and Josh and Zoe 101 and iCarly. And I can't help but wonder, like, what programming happened. You know what I do? You can't help but wonder it because this is all programming and this is all, um, uh, Okay, so to mention Dan Snyder, I can't not mention Amanda Bynes. And Amanda Bynes is actually the root of this rabbit hole if we want to uh, show the man behind the curtain of how we got here. Um, we were started talking about Amanda Bynes. And, I, and next thing you know, I said three words and you're like, this is a show, not a conversation. Sure. This was a while ago. This was like a long yes. time ago, yes. months ago. Yes. yes. Like, like, like April. Yes. Like a year ago. Dang, almost. Yeah, it was. It actually was. It's crazy yeah. to think. Because um, it was we, when you were, it was before right, you were going to come visit. We reconnected right around um, Valentine's Day. I'll always remember. That yeah. Because that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so... Amanda Bynes has actually popped back into the news again. She has? Yes. Um, I didn't know either until we were talking about this. And I was like, let me poke around and, you know, just make sure I haven't missed anything. And lo and behold, I fucking missed something. Apparently she has a secret Twitter account. A secret Twitter account? Ashley Banks. Ashley Banks? And now Twitter is your land. I actually am not a Twitter. I'm going in. So is that Ashley with an EY with an I? What are we? Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's as basic as you imagine, Ashley. Back. Okay, I'm on this. Oh, I just oh, got yeah. the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reference and her name. So that's what that is, right? Ashley Banks. I, I believe so. Ashley Banks. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. wait, what? Why is she okay? Wait, do you is there somewhere you have to take us for me to understand what you're? No, I think actually that's just part of the madness. It is Amanda Bynes. Okay, because she, as we know, went down. She had a very rough few years. She's now under a conservative shift, like Britney Spears. Her parents have control of her money, which is quite fucked up because a lot of her. Um, most troubling accusations are at her parents, specifically her father for being very abusive and her mother for turning a blind eye. So for her now to be under their control, I mean, it really is a, like, they've silenced her. If you ask me and a lot of that, like, that's just, and I'm, I mean, maybe, uh, again, allegedly of on, on everything she says, cause 
We don't know. We can just piece together things. And uh, Dan Schneider, there has been talk for quite a long time that one of his first uh, real victim victims, and he had his alleged many victims, one of them was Amanda Bynes, who he forced to have an abortion. And that directly leads then to another. Um, okay. So on the Dan Snyder thing, I'm telling you all, I'm giving you here, I should be wetting your appetites to go look up this shit for yourself. I am not by any way, shape, or form supposed to be your only source of information. I fucking hit potholes like I miss shit. Do your own work. Well, again, I mean, I also just want to point out that thing I said before where it's like when you start getting into abyss gazing, if you're not prepared to deal with it, we're set, this is a whole audience here. And there's hella times where I be saying shit where it's going to spin off and somebody's going to take it the way they take it and who knows what's going to happen with it. I went ahead and did everybody a favor. I threw some links down in the description. If they happen to not show up in the platform you're listening on, go to goodmorningmayberry.com. In the description of this episode, you will find sources. It's pretty hard to see anything besides abuse in the videos. Uh... Most of the content that I am circulating comes from Sloan on YouTube, a freelance expose journalist, and he has some pretty uh, comprehensive content on the fuckery happening in the industry. I couldn't find anything about that abortion besides hearsay. So I'm going to let Blake back at y'all. I'm a powder keg of, oh God, what did I say? That's what I'm saying. So the hell am I? And I am taking this moment to really revere what that function is with, the, with a lot of us. Us and the audience as a community. Well, so to that point, Maybe right now you're thinking to yourselves out there, especially if you don't know much about any of this kind of stuff. You're like, this is outrageous. How could any of this, like this whole, he got what, and then this was covered up by who, and um, all that, not to make an all that pun. I mean, just, um, I was going to not, I, in my head, I the song played. I know. Did you hear? Ah, ah, this is uh, me too. Um, But so, and that's what makes all of this hurt so fucking bad is that you realize that a lot of the people that were your, uh, especially for someone like me, who television was my favorite babysitter. Like I like spent hours with, especially like right around that, all that age. Amanda show, I was kind of falling out because I was like right around 99 and I was kind of falling away from TV and more into like, let's go party on the weekends kind of stuff. But all that and Keenan and Kel and Good Burger and that stuff is just drips with nostalgia for me. It's the same way it hurts when I find out so much about 70s rock and roll because that was the music I was raised with. And to find out how much of it is littered with this kinds of stories, which again brings me to my point of if you're saying, oh, this is so outrageous, 
we need to remember Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile was a DJ in the late 50s, early 60s, who became one of the first, like, VJs, like, you know, on the TV. He was basically like England's Dick Clark kind of a thing. He was very hip, but always very, uh, like, the weird wizardy uh, kind of a character. There were sporadic claims dating back to the dating back to the early '60s about him and abuse. It was kind of known as an open, closed secret kind of a thing. Johnny Rotten was famously censored for calling him out on the BBC, and it was edited out. And then after he died, and all of the claims were made, and all of the people came forth, and we're now currently at over 500 claims of abuse by Jimmy Savile. He is basically England's Epstein, even to the point where he, the same way that Epstein was Prince Andrew's, you know, right-hand peddler, Savile was that to Prince Charles. That was his... I did a brief search and was able to find the two of them were friends. I could not find anything about the context of their relationship or anything to do with mutually shared abuse. There were some superficially tooled looking claims from the royal family about Savile's behavior raising concern and suspicion, quote unquote, with Prince Charles. But also there are quotes referring to them in quite affectionate terms. One quote says, Jimmy, with affectionate greetings from Charles, give my love to your ladies in Scotland. So back down the rabbit hole we go. I mean, I'm telling you, as awful as you want to imagine it is as bad as it gets with Jimmy Savile. He was put well, into... I, hmm? I, I've been, um, I've been some, somewhat passively, not, not, Google, not Google checking everything... But so far, I have not found an Ashley Banks profile that seems to be any Amanda Bynes profile. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, well, I'll, let me send you a link to the source to where like, I saw the fucking picture. That will help. That will help yeah. me. Uh, and then... Uh, where I she also, even says, like, media cannot use this. For sure. Because I am not Amanda Bynes. I am Ashley Banks. Sure. Give me That's, one. It's just weird. It's just a weird one. You know, I'm, t I'm putting it in the weird pile. It is. I'm, I'm down with it. I'm down with weird. But, okay, so then I also was like, you know, just kind of on some configurations of things about Amanda Bynes and abortion. One thing I noticed well, I'll say I was I was looking up Amanda Bynes and abortion, and then I threw in some Dan Schneider, and didn't come up with anything that wasn't like a severe rabbit hole looking kind of site on on first glance, uh -huh. just on the search results. I didn't go uh -huh. in, but then I also noticed when you take out the Dan Schneider of it all in early 2020, there was. Uh, something happened with her fiance or something, a pregnancy claim that wasn't true. She Did she have yes. an abortion? Oh, no. Ashley Banks is not her, by the way. She has made loud claims that she is being, well, not loud, just to page six, 
that she was being impersonated on Twitter. That being said... Oh, Ashley Banks? Yes, that Ashley Banks was impersonating her. Okay. That she that is not Amanda Bynes' profile. Yes, it's, I think it's Persian LA 27. Is that on? Is that the Twitter name? Is that what I just... I don't know Twitter. I'm still trying to... I mean, I did find... I did find that Can't person. Reached. Yes, this is supposedly... That's the... At Persian LA 27. Oh. That is her oh. supposed fake page. Interesting. Interesting. I see. Okay. It actually does look like it could possibly be her. Well, she does now have that face tattoo with the heart. Not that I am this judging face tattoos. You do change. you. This is getting stranger. Yeah, no, it would be. Okay. So she she's like got her face really dropped. She's doing zero expression because she's got those big, big cheeks, you know, like if she mm-hmm. smiles at all, they get real like puffy and like mm-hmm. pull into her nose. So she's like kind of like doing that thing where she's like pushing her nose down and in and then has her face dropped. If it is her, right? yeah. it could be in theory. Now they that could said, they could even be using a picture of her just as their fucking avatar. Of course. That's all I'm saying. But at first I was like, I don't even see anything that might be Amanda Bynes when I first scoped. So I'm, Amending my. There's a few videos on YouTube that I kept running it because I that's I keep I dig in lots of places, and of course YouTube is the great shithole of the internet. Well, let's not take four chance beer, but YouTube is one of the places where a lot of I'm going to say the word knowledge, but that doesn't mean it's true, is held that you have to sift through. Which is what really draws me into this. Ha ha, we tricked you bitches. This is actually, along with all of what we've told you and how it truly is, like, allegedly true, a lot of this ties into the roots of QAnon. And where QAnon started what is known as the Pedowood Controversy, they began with that to co-opt also the Save Our Children hashtag. And QAnon began to kind of pull in a lot of conspiracy theories, and they began to shelter it all under the house of Q. Mm-hmm. And that Donald Trump, who, by the way, they want you to ignore the pictures of him looking kind of coked out, partying with Epstein, that's not the point. And actually, they actually, I have truly read uh, Q people talking about how Trump was actually like working to, you know, infiltrate. And it's like, no, no, don't, no. Don't tell me that way back when, when this shit was taken. Your beloved savior was actually working deep cover for like, shut the fuck up. Hmm. Is that what the, I was wondering where the justification comes in to not bring that laser oh, on to what I've seen true Q just actually willfully ignores that whole like Trump part of the Epstein story. And they're just like, 
no, no, they're all bad. Donald was there, but just a few times, and it was he wasn't like into it. And oh. it's one of those wait. Like, from everything we've heard from his own mouth, he sounds exactly like the kind of guy that would fall for Epstein's trap. Like, if anything, I'm pretty sure that when Epstein went home that right night and wrote in his diary, he was like, Dear Diary, I just met the easiest mark I ever met. His name was Donald Trump. Hmm. Um, hmm. Just say it. And it's one of those things where they want to demonize Bill Clinton, which again, by all means, demonize away. But sure, he's horrible. But don't how that's where I get mad at the Q people, because it's that whole like their selective choice of the truth. It's very. Uh, it's not arbitrary. It's exacted. Exactly. That well said. Well said. So now, the thing is, <clears throat> what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's where, uh, there's a, okay, remember the same way where in the last episode we mentioned Dave McGowan and weird scenes, and it's like some things have become conspiracy fact. I Jimmy mean, what do you Savile, mean become? Uh, Jimmy Savile and Jeffrey Epstein have become conspiracy fact. They are two cases where deep systemic um, things occurred. With Jimmy Savile, he was tied to uh, prime ministers like Ted Heath, uh, prominent politicians like Margaret Thatcher and Cyril Smith. Um, He was just very connected. When uh, Princess Diana and Princess Char- and Prince Charles were breaking up and falling to pieces, Jimmy Savile was the one that was like the go-between between them, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're telling me that two brothers who are the princes to Britain, who are notoriously, it's very much one of those, like, to get anywhere near them, you have to, like, agree to a finger up your butt. You're telling me two of them just so happen to become best friends with pedophile procurers? I mean, never forget, Jimmy Savile's full name is Sir James Wilson Vincent Savile, I do believe it is. I'm now going to look and see how well I remembered that fuckstick's name. Uh Uh, I think I nailed it. Uh He... I was just about to mention before earlier, he was appointed as the civil servant to the lead task force to reform the infamous Broadmoor, which is a mental health facility in the UK. And he had his offices by the morgue because he is also a necrophiliac amongst other things. Um, wait, yeah, Jimmy Savile. Hold, hold on, stop. Wait, I gotta well, I gotta well this one up. Go for it. Wait, what? Okay, now explain yourself. What the fuck? 
I mean, explain this motherfucker. I get you. About yeah, to say, I just explain yourself. Well, I mean, Google that, and then I vomited. I oh. had to just, I had to just grab my unicorn coloring book, and I'm listening, but I'm coloring. So I don't blame. Okay, you. I don't blame you at all. All right, we're going in. We're down the rabbit hole now. We're in. Um, like we've been in, but like we're in. Yeah, I'm just like this, saying. This, so it. Savile is literally one of those characters in history that will go down as like he's like a Bond villain of abuse. He would brag about how he was protected by his sir title, how he had close friends and power, and how what were he would literally do that thing where he's like, "I'm me. What are you going to do?" Hmm. From seventy five until ninety four, he had that show, Jim will fix it which was where children would write in to have their wishes granted. And then he, him and his producer would do it. Mm. You can only imagine how many children were abused. Mm. Uh, were, to- were abused. Yeah. Um, mm. On the top of the pops, there's a story about how he raped a 10 year old dressed as a womble. I'm still not sure what a womble is. Wait, he was dressed as a, a womble. womble. Feel free to Google that. Who one. was dressed? Who was dressed as a womble? Savile, Savile was oh. dressed as a womble. Which was some kind of kids character, I'm guessing. I'm not that familiar with oh, the UK. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, the story is that part of how it got out was because a little girl witnessed it and asked people if two boys could do that to each other. Oh. These are not things for the faint of heart to look into. Um, it's very triggering. As an abuse survivor, I can tell you it's very disturbing. It never doesn't leave me feeling like I need four showers and to possibly uh, do a Donald Trump and shoot up some bleach. Um, it's very like, as far as a gazing goes, you, you can't get more uncomfortable and nauseating because a lot of it is about children. And that's, again, how they co-opted in, how Hugh co-opted a lot of people in, was because how do you not care about children? Of course I want to save the children. Why do? Why would I not want to save the children? Mm. And then... So, let's take a step for a second, because I'm kind of like maybe piecing some things together. There's some, some moments with Hugh that are like... You know, people. I think people don't really understand how a mass movement works. And... Q has been galvanizing street energy from at least what I have been able to witness from my little, without going anywhere from the internet and just watching events, they seem to have been building steam. I want to say since like 2016 or 17, 2015. I've watched them pull in about half of my fucking high school class going to be honest with okay you. but but like 2015 i think was when i started noticing what i would have i wouldn't have identified it at the time as oh this is q stuff but there were things happening then that when i look back at them knowing what i know now right i can't right. help but see that was precursor to q shit yes so i um had on, to start- like for example there was a big thing with like uh quote unquote Oh, have you heard about the the Arabs raping all the women in Germany? They're just running the streets in Germany, the Arabs, right? And there was like some other tangential stuff with that narrative that I heard from elder, like some boomer white dudes 
that like it it just it just stands to reason that that track of rabbit hole uh could and would lead to q content eventually whether or not yeah. people choose to consume that and embed that into their identity at that point that they run into that content is a different story i i understand how these tracks work mostly because of like nibiru Nibiru to Occupy is really what I would if I was going to track it to a specific point. I, yeah, Nibiru to Anonymous, like frankly, yes, um, yes. And so there's there's the way this works is different. People have different like comorbid interests in abyss gazing, and so yeah. eventually you end up hopping from like you know like and suggested contamination cross pollination yes well this that's what i'm describing i'm getting into the granular like the workings that when you're when your algorithms start suggesting different videos that have that same tag it yeah. then brings you to different people who think in dovetailings of other fuckery with the thing that you've been tracking right so mm -hmm. eventually all roads lead to Nazis somewhere in YouTube. It seems, it seems all roads might, might, I, mean, I don't know for sure, but it, as far as I've told, like, it just seems like every, if it doesn't lead to the Nazis, go, it leads to MK ultra, which leads to the Nazis. So it always, right, right. It leads to the Nazis that were brought over to America and embedded into many of our military programs, yeah, many of our government programs. Yeah. Come on now, like all of that shit. It's very complicated. This is why I'm very touchy about motherfuckers throwing around the term Nazi. And I've contributed. I've contributed to the uh, just the absolute like dissolving of any definition of the term Nazi. And now all white people that think that they're being anti-racist think that if, th if they throw the word fascist or Nazi around on other white people that they are being anti-racist. And that is unfortunate. I have a lot to say about that. We're not going to get into it now. But what I will say is this. The, the issue with researching this stuff is the same issue with not researching this stuff. Because it's about media literacy. If you don't research it, all you get, you still get something, but all you get is the, the public relations rehabbing campaigns. You get the marketing, what they want you to think about them so you continue buying their bullshit. It's true. They're not, and that kind of marketing is not selling you the product. It's cleaning their name so that you continue finding them to be a safe place to then spend your money, spend your attention. Right. Put your children yeah. in front of, if you will. Yes. So <clears throat> now I, we've gone some places. This, yeah, this is a, you know, I feel like I'm going to be remiss right now to not actually mention MK Ultra. Let's get a, into it. Um, Let's do it because it also ties to Amanda Bynes. A lot of the content around Amanda Bynes, as far as the more conspiracy side of it goes, is that she's a victim of MK Ultra. Be a um, lamb, be a lamb. Let's define MK Ultra because I think I it's one of those terms. I love you. That's why you're here. Um, <laughs> I told you I was I told you I was going to just sit back and give you the floor and here I am yip yapping over everything. Go ahead. Are you kidding me? I love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, thing. That's not the word. I, I adore you. It's my favorite phrase. So, MK Ultra is a buzzword 
that has become kind of just synonymous with mind control. But what it really, truly was, was a fucking project about mind control that the CIA conducted. Um, it actually began as Project Bluebird, which then became Project Artichoke. Um, I did not really get deeply into Bluebird, to be honest with you, because it's something I'm honestly saving for myself because it's a little link that makes sense to me um, a bit too much in that Dave McGowan wheelhouse of um, Laurel Canyon was programmed to us in that one of the first big Laurel Canyon bands was uh, The Birds and their first big song was Bluebird. But I digress. We're going to do a whole other, I have just, I just want to yeah. sit and listen to you talk about Laurel Canyon. Actually, I don't have anything to fucking say about Laurel Canyon. I'm so <laughs> honey. I have a lot to say about, Laurel I Canyon. know because I'm obsessed. I will freely tell you all this, that where my music funny. comes from. And it breaks my heart that I it was mean. most likely like, uh, it's just, it's mean. It is. It, it is. It gave me Cass Elliot and then it took her away. Um, Let's move on. Let's keep going. Let's get out. We took a nice little wander. <laughs> Again, bird walking. Um, oh, which I meant to mention. Oh, my God. Bird walking actually should be credited properly to my friends, Brooke, Victoria, and I, who were the original. That's what we called ourselves, the bird walkers, because we would just sit and talk about shit like this and life and tarot cards and esoteric shit and God knows what else. Um, and we uh, we found that we pecked around like birds, always getting back to the point, but, you know, looping and doing our little bird walk. <laughs> um, I'll take it. I was just, when I realized I did not mention them before, and I felt awful, because it's like, wait a minute, how can I fucking mention bird walking and not? But anyway, back to the true story at hand, Project Artichoke, which was uh, information gathered from the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and the FBI. They used cocaine, LSD, pot, heroin, peyote, mescaline, pretty much anything you can imagine, to try and figure out if a person could be made to involuntarily perform an act of attempted assassination or become Manchurian candidates. They were obsessed with the idea of the Manchurian candidate. And if you remember how obsessed, like, say, Mengele was over in Germany with twins and the way things people worked and all that kind of stuff. And then you see where our government went post-World War II. You can't help but notice. But then again, see, the U.S. and Germany had had a cross-pollination going on for a long time, going back to, like, the eugenics stuff. Yeah. And you really can't. A history of the Nazi Party's rise to power is a history of uh, American history as well in eugenics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's just, mm -hmm. sorry, folks, that's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's what MKUltra was. You always hear about it. But Project Artichoke then evolved into MKUltra in 1953. And that's when they began doing things at, like, university places. That's where, say, like, Ken Kesey that you hear about, who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, he did the acid tests. Um, I was a deadhead in my mid-20s, and I got very, very deep down the dead rabbit hole 
and uh, into Ken Casey and the Merry Pranksters and the Beats, uh, Ginsburg, Kerouac, and all that. Burroughs. These are all people I have no idea what you're talking about. But continue. But they all dovetail together a lot more than you would think. I'm just throwing that out there for anyone in the audience that is uh, unaware of any of these names. But, but like I said, this is all just, uh, this is uh, Sister Mary Hot Takes opening a bag. What I expect and would hope is that I'm going to mention some shit like this. You're going to go look into it. We're going to come back here and have a little talk about it. And you can see if what I'm talking about meshes with what you've seen and put together. If it doesn't, let a bitch know and let's talk. And I'm talking to our listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah, please. And let's, that's how, that's how growth happens. Let's not, please, let's remember that, folks. That's like how people learn and grow and stuff is that we have a conversation and some people are right about some parts of it and other people are right about other parts of it. And then together you put it together and you get to something closer to the truth. And that's what you're always hopefully reaching after. And if you're not, you might want to look at your priority. And how? But yeah, so basically the CIA sought to control weaker and less intelligent segments of society, as they put it. Um, and they, that gets into the mind control of it all. And then you look into where we kind of fall off with knowledge of all of this is MK Ultra, And they say they shut it down. But <sighs> me personally... And knowing what I know about the government, uh, we'll just go with, say, on crack alone. There's also a new documentary out on Netflix right now about crack. It's pretty good. It's a good place to start. What's it called? But it's not, again, not at all a place to stop. What's it called? Crack. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, they actually play a little clip of this song that I have not heard in fucking, I mean, ages. My dad, who introduced me to stuff like Two Live Crew at far too young of an age and all kind of stuff, I'll never forget him playing and singing this song when I was a kid. Probably this is like 94, 95. It's just a visceral for some reason memory full disclosure he is an addict so insert irony here but uh talk about crazy throwbacks and narratives and controlling perceptions and trusting the government to uh not so you've spent all of these decades doing mind control research and then you just stopped when have they ever stopped? That's the thing that never makes sense to me about people that seem to have like a Pollyanna perspective on how the government programs work. Uh, I just can't wrap my mind around, you know, it's not like they don't stop doing some projects, but when they're on to a, when they're on to a weapon. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing they settle. No. No, especially if they think another side might be working on it, too. They're, they don't want to fall behind. Who isn't working? Who, wait, 
who amongst any of us isn't working on mind control to some degree? Most people are doing it just in a relationship. Like I'm going to get a partner and they're totally right. There's like a lot of people I'm being a little bit hyperbolic with like who amongst us, but I see a lot of people doing different forms of mind control attempts. And I just can't, I, from what I know about the military, I'm just like, seriously, people like, I, I know people actually, I have the thing with MK ultra, I've seen people do it to people that I know. Like I've yeah, like heard, I, I I've been told stories like, Oh, my, my wonderful boo and blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of like, there's a, there's something a little extra about this person, the way they talk about their, their boo. And then I find out that they were dosed early on in the relationship by, and it's usually someone who had like a very intense history with LSD that they then get given LSD by that partner. And they are almost like a psychedelic Spengali. They're almost like a marionette. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I just don't believe, I mean, like you could even reduce it just to the police and like fiction interrogations. And then we know how cops are because a lot of people in real life interact with the police. So like, you know what I mean? Like. There's a lot no, of they, this stuff focused on interrogation type stuff. That's the thing. So it's very hard to think that they would just let that go. Or complacency or like uh, what kind of things you you like, what your desires are, what you consume kind of stuff. Cause it's like, they also worked on biological warfare type stuff, like dengue fever as a weapon and that kind of stuff. So it was a very... Uh, that's another... Were do that. I'm cutting that. I'm cutting that. I'm cutting that. I'm cutting that. Keep it on drugs. Keep okay. it on mind control. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, arguably, arguably, that always is biological warfare. We're but keeping on mind control. I know it. I know it. Mind control. <laughs> That's just me being a contrarian. Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> but so. They work um, in everything. They work in everything. It is, though. It's They totally, I mean, the finger is on it all. We'd like to thank our patrons on Patreon and everyone who's bought our merchandise on TeePublic. Find the links to all that stuff and our social links on goodmorningmayberry.com. We've got closed captioned episodes on YouTube. Subscribe, listen, and rate us on all the podcast spots. If you're wondering who we are, we is me and my demons. And you can join the Legion by following our Tumblr, Twitter, or Instagram, jumping on the Patreon, Or just buying one of our shirts and wearing that around. Drinking the tears of whoever you like the least uh, out of one of our mugs. And uh, coming back and checking out the next episode. I'm Shift. And always remember to never forget. I'm along and ride on a really pumpkin voyage. That actually rhymes. That works. So this conversation actually went on quite a bit longer, but that's a good place to cut off for now. We'll return with the rest of it for part two another time. If you have any follow-up, if you have any questions, uh, if you're uh, angry, if you have conflicting evidence of some kind of something that we said, I did a pretty thorough job checking everything and flagged everything that wasn't confirmed, but it's all, it's all out there in some form or another, alleged or confirmed. 
But if you're feeling particularly itchy or froggish about anything that we've said, you can email connect at goodmorningmayberry.com or hit us up on the socials.